Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Danielle. Hey, guess what? <gasps> what? Uh, remember how we all got tickets, me, you, Hal, Julian, to go to TakeOver at Staples Center oh on Saturday? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I do. Hey, do you guys want to hang out at the Yard House beforehand? <gasps> yes. Do you want to do it at 2? Yes. Do you want to invite all of our podcast yes. listeners and friends? Okay, so that's what we're doing, you guys. If you want to hang out, that's where we'll be. Okay, bye. Ties and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Podcast, 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 and tights and fights and hello! Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the undisputed Hera, not spelled like Hercules' bitch-ass stepmom, (laughs) Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation... Kelky Kelky, Lindsay Kelk. Oh, oh, it's a story that I'll tell you later. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and Katie, your face, Willard. <laughs> hey. <laughs> We've got another weekend of big pay-per-views coming up with NXT TakeOver War Games, which won't be earned, and Survivor Series. And now those cards are very much in flux. Let's start with Becky Lynch, who is as hot as anyone in wrestling right now. Yes, yes, yes. Finally, finally, finally. She led the SmackDown Women Invasion of Raw for the second time? Yeah. Because last year she was just Captain Blue Mm. leading all of the invasion (laughs) in my brain. And even though she looked like a great bloody mess doing it, now her face is broken and she has got a concussion, which means she is out because that's how concussions work. So Charlotte has now been tagged in for this match against Ronda Rousey. What are we thinking about this? I mean, just to circle back to the invasion, was it not the greatest thing? I mean, honestly, when she just comes out and you're like, oh, she's going to murder all and of you them. believed it, right? I literally, yeah. And that's like a great <laughs> build and that shows that she's like capable because... I legitimately thought, like, yeah. oh, I could see her lay waste to every yeah. single She's just going to, like, Lesnar this entire ring to death yeah. without even breaking a sweat. It was, was incredible. Totally I was literally like, how is she going to armbar everyone at yeah. once? <laughs> just because she can. Because she's she Becky. Can. But you'd so believe that this new attitude that she has is so incredible and powerful, and I love it so much. What I love is it was always there. You know, yeah. and it was like, yes. I, I want to, I, I would love to, like, go back and see, like, what cli- like what was the exact moment that it clicked from just being like sassy, like gadget, yeah. because that's always what I think of as gadget from Tailspin. Is when I see her with <laughs> oh her in the duster. Yeah. But like go from that to she's gonna murder everybody. Oh, I just love her so much. No, but I totally get it. And also, um, one of these days, remind me to tell you about how the first time I saw Slash Fiction, there was a uh, uh, an ad for an anti-gadget porn network, which was like just a photo of Gadget <laughs> with her arms crossed with like the Ghostbusters no on it. Oh. 
because that was a. a, a now I'm just I, thinking about Tailspin porn. And yeah, that's I thought weird. you were going to be like, well, there was some really interesting slash fiction. Well, no, so this was Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. So that was because Gadget was uh, my. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, right, Gadget Rangers. was my girl. And so I I looked up Gadget and then I saw some flash, slash fiction and then I also saw some stuff that was like, no, we don't do this to Gadget. No. She's too pure. Tailspin's um, great too, though. Tailspin is pretty fantastic. I get my 90s animal uh, <laughs> anime shows all mixed up. Oh, there, there were so many. And also, so I will say, so obviously she's out for Survivor Series. It is, people have, Zapruder filmed this fucking hit from Nia Jax. There are threads on Reddit. Don't go there. It will no, hurt your no, heart. Of all you. the times she's botched. Of times that she yeah. is botched and times that things have happened. And, and we've talked about since she called. She got called up, we have said that like they. this is during an era where they have been calling up NXT women too soon because mm-hmm. they've been building the women's division. And I love Nia. I have always said that she was called up a little too soon. But... There is a way to have that discussion yeah. that doesn't have half of the bullshit that I have seen mm. online. Yeah. And someone posted like that Simpsons, that awful Simpsons thing of someone like fat woman going down and eating cake and that being like her motivation to like mm. do crunches or whatever. So I'm just going to oh. go ahead and say the thing that I always say. It's okay if you don't like a wrestler. It's okay if you don't think a wrestler works well. It's okay if you think a wrestler needs more work. But as soon as you start being like full on like fuck you fatty yeah uh, yeah why is that relevant yeah, to the discussion like, yeah i have a theory on it which is so naya and Rhonda. i feel like i do feel like they're not always the safest people in the ring and i worry yeah. for my people that doesn't mean i don't want them there or i don't want them to get better my issue on it is like what we saw with when brie injured live that was a really Whoa. terrible accident yeah. a combination yeah. of ring rust and bad timing yeah what scares me uh, and, about and just two people and two like people not, just not right. being there, you know. Yeah. And what scares me about Naya and Rhonda also that she's injured Alexa twice now is so bear with me, but like in Con Air, Nicolas Cage has to go to prison because he kills that guy because he doesn't always know. Bear with you for they, a couple yeah. <laughs> like, they send him to Put jail because he doesn't know how to <laughs> control his own power and strength because he was was he a marine or whatever he was. But they're like, you have like you're a killing machine and you didn't restrain yourself and you should have. And that's how I feel a little bit with Ronda and Naira. It's like they're not in control of what they're capable of. They're right, too they're powerful. And they yeah, and some of the and dudes I, too. Yeah. And also, I have seen the mice and men. Thing yeah. Yeah, around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, is no, that's funny, gross. but don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but no. The thing with those tweet threads, though, it's like literally any wrestler. Yeah, you could yeah. put a thread of like four instances where something's botched. I hate when it is used as a just jumping off point for hate. Yeah, yeah, it's like they already hate. Like clearly, yeah, everyone like, was waiting yeah. for a reason to call her fat. Yeah, and they did, and it's like. Bitch, she knows she's fat. She's still hot. Shut yeah. your face. <laughs> she's still hot her? and strong, obviously. Yeah. And also really rich, you guys. So the, I don't think she's yeah. worried. The fact when they just, like, she has broken her face. Like, I don't know why the phrase broke her face well, doesn't that, yeah. seem like right, but I guess that's what happened. No. If you break your face. Like your cheekbone. Yeah. That yeah, feels more like powerful to me as like, oh, she broke her, her whole face. face. Yeah. Not well, and her I'm wondering nose. too. Like, I mean, we we'll, we won't know. We don't know. I'm wondering how much the concussion is legit versus it just being a really bad cut because 
it, the I cut enough would stop this. the fight because she wouldn't be able to fight with that cut because it would pop right. open. It would be dangerous. I'm wondering if the concussion is a fake out I, to put yep. her out of the match, make it seem worse than it was. Right. And also leaves her open to maybe come well, out and just be around. That's something I've been thinking about because Becky is at a point where she can't lose that match. No. Right. But Rhonda for real can't yep. lose that match. You know who can lose that Charlotte. match? Charlotte! Yeah. yeah, it means nothing if Charlotte loses. Yeah. I mean, that worked out well for them, though. I mean, can you imagine being this close into the car, like, into almost to Survivor Series and and this beautiful build that has seemed so organic and wonderful and, like, one of those, like, special moments yeah. just gets totally undercut. And I when I watched the clip again of, like, the uh, uh, Becky coming out and all the Raw and SmackDown or whatever, like, her standing there at the top and I'm just like, you're about to get so Fucked. Like, yeah. I just remember looking at it and being like, oh, you're so, like, you're riding this wave and you don't know what's going to ha- about to happen. You I know mean, I thought I mean? maybe there would be Nia shenanigans and that's why they keep mentioning Nia's her next opponent. I'm like, maybe there will be shenanigans at the end of the match so it's not a clean right. loss for anyone. But I'm like, mm. I didn't want to see Becky lose to Ronda Rousey. I didn't want to see it so bad. So I'm no, pretty and into No one stuff. does. And I think that they're, like, at this point with that, Becky is so hot. Yep. But Ronda is, they have spent so so, so much, much time pushing her. And all the writers writing those terrible promos that she just can't manage to get over. A millennial. And again, everyone has already brought this up, so I'm not saying anything right. new. Becky is two days older than her. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I um, suck my entire It's like when day. they were calling Mickey James old and Oscar's literally stood right there yeah. going like, what's up, bitches? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, avocado toast. I love like y'all are acting like my mom don't like avocado. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody loves guacamole. There's no way Wait. Stephanie and Trips aren't mainlining avocados right before Mania every year. Look, I'm sorry y'all live on the East Coast and you don't know what a good <laughs> avocado tastes like. It's amazing when they're fresh. <laughs> All right, we have to move on, but no one wants to because what other wrestling is there? Um, <laughs> oh, okay, this wrestling. Okay, these people are fine. <laughs> Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles had another match for the WWE title with Daniel Bryan winning. Yes. <laughs> now Daniel will be WWE champion against Brock, Brock Lesnar as a ha 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 what? As a heel, motherfuckers. Yes. That's such a... I took a break from wrestling for a hot sec and came back and went, what? What? Because <laughs> well, I was like, okay, Crown Jewel. I'm like, this whole thing is a trash yeah. fire, so of course Lesnar's got it. Like, whatever. But, <laughs> like, if you had said, what, a year ago? Like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be Brock and Daniel and Daniel's going to be heel. And you're if like, you told me that two weeks ago, I would have been I know, like, right? shut your yeah. whole mouth and get out my <laughs> That's face. Fair. That would have been the whole statement. conversation. That's fair. Yeah, uh, it's so I'm so excited. I'm gonna talk about Daniel's heel turn at the end of the show, but like, it's, was it not magical? And so many people on Twitter were angry, and I'm like, no, he wants you to be angry, so this is okay. But I'm like, oh my god, you guys, this is the greatest thing. I can't think of a time I have watched Raw and SmackDown live and been so fucking happy with both shows. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think that's like necessity is the mother of invention. Like when shit goes awry, I feel mm-hmm. like they got to get creative in a way yep. that like and they, they, they and that's when the fun things happen. Which is why they shouldn't have done rope. Crown Jewel because imagine what we could have had. But still, <laughs> I, I'm moving on. I think you guys on your Twitter reposted that Nate Fowler, right? Is that who it is? Matt Fowler. Matt Fowler, yeah. Pa- yeah, uh, article where he was like, "It's like not canon. Crown Jewel is like not canon. Yeah. It's just it's no, because they're never it's a thing they're, that happened. They're not acknowledging Hulk. Yeah, yeah, they've totally they're like, they're like, social media not, is like 
They've He's cleansed it. Well, I, I and again, I, I said last week that I thought that this was their trial, and Twitter proved to see what they could uh-huh. get away with. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of new champs, let's take a minute. Oh, huh. Um, <laughs> Huh. Let's take a minute to congratulate brand new Lucha Underground champion Jake Strong, formerly known as <laughs> WWE's Jack Swagger. It's the best change of name ever. It's like the off-brand Jack Swagger. So Hello. Like, oh, what I is it? I'm Jack Strong. <laughs> Wait, it's Jack Strong, Jake, not Jake, Jake Strong. Jake Strong. Jake Strong. I'm Jake Strong. It's like he went to oh. Aldi, uh, like Little, and I... got a Jake Strong. <laughs> I'm looking for a Jack. No. It's the up and no. up brand. <laughs> yeah. And you can't get a Mars bar, but you can get a Saturn bar. <laughs> it's like. You know, sometimes you go to a store and you really, really, really want to get one kind of cereal, but you can only afford the kind in the big bag. The marshmallow maize. Yeah. It's in the big bag. But but they gave the big bag a belt. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> that visual of just a big bag off brand Lucky Charms with a belt on it is my, is my I'm new I'm not memory. a wrestling belt either, just like a belt. Yeah, like a nice <laughs> leather belt. Like, oh, it cinches the waist. Yeah. It cinches the waist, which is important. Yeah. No, it's great. And Lucha's been so incredibly fun and amazing this season. I am, he will be, I'm sorry. Some people, there are many people who have moved on from WWE and other promotions on to Lucha Underground and they will be their Lucha people until they die. Jack Swagger will always be Jack Swagger. And yeah. I'm so sorry there's nothing I can do. Bless his heart, though. But I'm he glad he's it. working. I'm pleased. In his little singlet. Yeah. No, and he. And, so and, is it and, the same one? I feel like it's the same one. Yeah, close. Um, he, I, I feel like he's definitely still working with RVD's um, singlet person. <laughs> but no, he will. He, he has been. He was really good. Yeah. I feel like I always have to like preface this. He with everyone, he was very good in Lucha because he is a good wrestler and the people who are in charge of Lucha Underground are really good at telling stories. Back to WWE. Dean Ambrose finally explained while he turned on <laughs> Seth Rollins and the internet rejoiced. Here's a clip. The whole time, the whole time I was just like why is there a trash can on fire? And then I was like, oh, that's why there's a trash yeah. can on fire. Hold on, we're going to play a clip. We're going to play a clip because we got to get into this. Fair, fair. Shield made me weak. <laughs> you made me weak. Roman made me weak. The burden of being your brother, the burden of having to watch your back made me weak. Titles and selling every t-shirts. day is a new day. A chance to take the past. And burn it down. I get so weak in the knees. I can hardly speak. Okay. Um. So, I mean, I guess. I just I wish I had been there. I really wish I had been there when they were setting up the camera angle and they were putting the trash can next to the car. And he was like, guys, it's really close to the car. And they're like, no, but we need it in shot. So, like, it needs to be this close. And he was like, but it's a rental. And, like, if I blister the paintwork... I'm going to have to pay more for that. And they were like, it's okay. Just we need it in shot, Dean. Okay, but I'm a freelancer. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, yeah, you're I not don't paying have for health this. insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Health insurance. And if I have to pay for a rental car, and of course Dean Ambrose has a bright red rental car, because of course it was his. When he was <laughs> pouring the gasoline on the vest, I was like, this is when we watched Dean Ambrose accidentally yeah. set himself on fire. Yeah, the humiliation of Dean Ambrose. I was like, certainly waiting for him to not have eyebrows anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, for sure. It was just so, and, and other people have said this, I'm not the first. Obviously, it was very attitude era. Just <laughs> and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man feeling just make me weak. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm a burn it. 
his Someone's just on a skateboard. Do you know what it reminded me of was in Billy Madison when Billy goes back to high school and he pulls up in his Trans Am and he like has his Ario Speedwagon shirt and his jean jacket on and he like leans by out his car outside of and all the high schoolers are like, who the fuck is this guy? Like that's honestly the cool guy. The vibe with which him like leaning on the hood. I was like, I could have just I could have done without the toxic masculinity segment, which is what they should title it every week and just have him talk about how feelings are bad and his friends made him weak. And weakness is and bad. And weakness is bad. And now I'm a burner thing. And it's like, okay. But- we all like burning things, <laughs> Dean. You're not new to that. 14-year-old Lindsay's waste, basket, waste paper basket can talk to you a lot about setting things on fire. But come and on. Most, and I mean, I, I assume Ugh. most of them were screeds about ex-boyfriends. Most of them. He's just burning it because he don't fit it no more. <laughs> He's too like, big. He's too big. <laughs> I need bigger armholes in my shield vest. <laughs> so... This build to Survivor Series is frantic and insane. Is this crazy build getting y'all excited for the show? Or is it just like, what is happening? I like Survivor Series. I'm I'm gonna go, so I'm excited to go, and I'm excited because it's always fun. (laughs) The thing about Survivor Series is it means so little. Like, unless they use it to set up some stories, yeah, there's no stakes. It's just, it's Stephanie versus Shane, and who do I care the least about in the entire WWE Both of universe? Them all of equally. them. Exactly. All of the McMahons. All the, yeah. all the spawn. I do care about Vince because I hate him, so I hate him. So like, it's a little bit different. But I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I should be pitching for one side over the other because they're fighting for Shane and Stephanie's honor. Fuck this. Right. What do you think, Katie? I mean, honestly, I think the matches are going to be great, but like in terms of it has no stakes for me. So it's kind of like, okay, we'll get some good moments and then we'll just move right along back into bronze back down. I feel like it used to Sorry. matter way more, but now it's literally since the brand split, and y'all know I love the brand split, mm. but it's just begun like a reason to be like, oh, it's the like. It's the two the different leagues fighting. The only time of fighting. the year yeah. that the two shows meet, apart from when we switch them all around again in a couple of months. Right. So whatever. And they're just going to fight each other anyway. <laughs> so All right. Well, let's talk about something that really does matter, and I'm super excited about it. NXT. Alistair Black. Aw. And Johnny Gargano will finally have their match. And Johnny's now a full-blown heel. What? Who knew? Who knew? How are y'all feeling about this match coming up? Nikki knew. Yeah, (laughs) That's who knew. Nikki Um, knew. I'm into it. I'm still like adjusting to the idea of Johnny Gargano as a heel. Because I'm still kind of like, okay. Um, I don't know. One of those two men owns multiple cats. So my my loyalties will always be. But not the one you would think. (laughs) Exactly. You guys, if you follow us on Twitter, we talk a lot about wrestle pets and the things yeah. that you can learn about wrestle pets <laughs> and the owners' yeah. lives and relationships. Um, it will teach you a lot about who your favorite wrestlers are thinking. <laughs> what do you think, Willard? I mean, I'm the same. I think it's it's kind of along the lines of the the Daniel Bryan heel turn is like, okay, I want to see what you do with it because I feel like you played, you do what you do so well. It's like nice to see, always nice to see a change up. And I, but I love Alistair Buck. So he's so great. Like, I don't, I need the do pussy you cats. follow his cats? So he has. I've yeah. I've assumed. I actually. I know you said it's not the one you think, but I was like, oh, Alistair Black has yeah. cats. Can it's you team, please? Team Pomato. So um, Alistair Black has a white Persian, <gasps> uh, which is I, I'm 
I've like completely forgotten their names, which is so. Tubby, 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 Potato, and Tubby Tomato. I won't say Tubby. So Tubby Potato is the white version, and then Tubby Tomato is a white and orange version. Oh, the kids! But when he got Tubby Tomato, Tubby Tomato is part of a litter that had a sister who was adopted by Zelina Vega, and her name was Phoebe Perrywell. And these were completely separate accounts, completely separate cats adopted by separate people. And then Phoebe started appearing in like Tubby's Instagram. And you could tell because you could see she would start talking about Kit Did, which is what they call. Kit Dad, because that's like Dutch for Cat Dad. Yeah. And now Kevin Owens got cats too. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, it is complete. His transformation into my favorite person is complete. He got three cats. He's got three cats, people. Damn. Go to his Twitter right now. The only thing on his Twitter is photos of He deleted all of his tweets apart from like four photos of his cat. And they're amazing. And they all have personalities. And he talks about which ones are assholes and which ones aren't. Okay, we can't talk about cats forever. Sorry, That's a different I'm sorry, podcast. Julian. But I legit <laughs> think that might be a bonus episode coming up soon. Wrestle Pets. Wrestle yeah. Pet. I'm not, oh, oh. I'm not saying it won't. Won't be, but I'm saying it will be. I'm very into it. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously we have Chiampa versus Velveteen Dream. My baby. What is your hope? Do you hope the Velveteen Dream wins the NXT Championship, or does Chiampa get to hang on to Goldie? I love, I love Velveteen Dream. I've I, and and since the beginning, that's one of those people that you just go. You're something special. Like, yeah. I want to see where you go. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Take it. I want him to. Be I don't think he will. Be sassy and sexy and take it. It would be so magical. I don't think they're going to do it, but I would love it if they would do it. Why I, Why not? I just think they're letting Champa run with it. And I don't know if it has enough stakes to the story for Dream to take it. Yeah, the stakes that he's had in his Mm. previous stories. And I think that's why they've been insinuating Lars Sullivan into it so much um, to try and be like, well, you know, maybe this is somewhere else you can take your feelings after they get dashed on the floor when (laughs) sweet baby dream don't take that belt. I I love him. I love him so much. Same, same thing. Like, I just... But then that'll make it all the more sweeter when he does eventually. And I think when he does get it, it'll be be a run for a really long time. Right. If this was the indies... He would be running around with a for real gorgeous Fashion Nova belt that looked like the belt. Yes. yes. He needs yes. like a million dollar belt of his own, but like the dream belt. The he dream should have the dream belt. belt. But it's an actual belt that just cinches that waist. Yeah, she's like a sexy That belt. bare midriff of his. Oh. Like crop top. <laughs> Maybe oh it could be perspex so you can still see his abs. Even like a waist cincher? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, I'm if in. it's Fashion Nova, that is accurate. <laughs> That's accurate. Put some bones in that bitch. <laughs> and finally, a couple of weeks ago, Matt Riddle. Made his NXT debut. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Do you bro. Want to see what he kicked off his little flip, flippy, flippy floppies? Best thing. Oh my gosh. I was like, that, okay. See, I think every wrestler needs to like perfect a non wrestling yep. personality move yep. because when you nail it like that, yep. I love you that much more and I'm like on your side immediately. It's like fighting games. Like when someone has a taunt that's not re- like related, like it's not like a, a a fighting game move, but it's just like a thing that helps enhance their personality. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I love a nip Like up, The Rocks no just ups. bring it or like any of those yeah. things. They they bring us into their... Face. It was when um, when he was shown on the uh, screen at TakeOver in Brooklyn, at the press conference afterwards, someone asked Triple H about it, and he was just like, oh, I think he's incredible, blah, 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 I think he's amazing. And they're like, oh, you know, what was the reason for having him here tonight? And he was just like, 
plus Triple H for actually being legitimately funny on the spot. He's like, oh, we didn't invite him. I think they had a sale at some green flip-flop store across the street. <laughs> so like we were like, well, he's here. And I'm like, aww. The trips. Oh, that's, that's Uncle, that's Papa Hunter that they talk about. That's Unky Trips. But... <sighs> I I love me I love me some Marina. Unky trips in the women's he division. Got sweaty real quick though, FYI. Yeah, he anyone else knows how quickly he got blown up? And <laughs> sweaty boy. But he'll get it. Yeah, he will. He'll get it. It takes time. <laughs> he can kick off his flippy fluffy. Well, there is a lot of wrestling out there, so let us know your thoughts about all of it at Facebook.com/groups/tightsfights or at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, it's time to revisit and rewrite the sexist history of wrestling past. That's after this break on Tights and Fights. Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. (laughs) Okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, (laughs) Mario. And of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven, sometimes you gotta raise a little hell. <laughs> That's the tagline! Check out Story Break every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Danielle here. So we're about to do another episode of Misandry Corner, and normally I wouldn't want to spoil it right now. But this is kind of a rough one. It does come directly from things that happened in WWE's history. We realize that this is really, really triggering and quite awful. And so while we're super glad and proud that we are talking about it, it could be really triggering for folks. So maybe skip ahead about 10 minutes because this does have a trigger warning for mentions of sexual assault. Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelly and Katie Willard. In addition to being very sexist in the present, WWE also used to be even more sexist in the past. What? No. What? We like to take a look at some of these horrible moments from the company's pasts and recast them with men. That's right, bitches. It's the return of the misandry corner. We don't have a song for Mystery Corner, but WWE <laughs> is trash. Womp womp. <laughs> He's going to fucking capture that and make that it now. Yeah. The year was 2001. A trash odyssey. Uh. Trish Stratus was the WWE Women's Champion. After a year or, or so of what was it, like a very weird storyline where she was like banging... Vince and her and Vince was a wompy dee da da da. And so Vince had a special obsession with her and wanted her to join a quotation mark special club. Guess who's gonna join the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club tonight? Oh, no. Huh? It's you, Trish. That's who it is. It's gonna be you. Oh, yeah. They boo now. They boo. And then they cheer. 
just boo, just boo. Yeah, just boo. And that clip is like, it was 10 minutes of straight up torture, that yeah. clip. And then Trish was saved by this man. Okay, so before The Rock ran in, this entire segment was uh, essentially Vince called Trish in, a newly not heel, not trying to break up the McMahon marriage Trish. And this is a younger Vince, but wearing... Still old and gross. Still Still fucking old and gross. And wearing the the baggy pants that all men were wearing in the early 2000s Mm. or whenever this was. Um, and he kept hearkening and being like, we used to have a special relationship and back in that special relationship. And he backs Trish. This is actually very painful it's to so say. so But I feel yeah. like this context is really important. He backs Trish into a corner. Literally. He, he keeps telling her to get on, on her, her knees. knees. Yep. Yes. And then he keeps saying that he's going to, what he's going to do. Like that's, it's so dark. It's dark. Dark. If you watch it, it is like it's not just like a me too. It's an SUV or SVU. Yeah, as it, you were yeah, saying. It, it, I mean, for the SVU fans out there, there's and an also SO. maybe trigger warning because this trigger is kind of really, really kind of that, upsetting. This whole segment's say. kind like, of really gross. The whole thing. It made me. I'm like touch wood. Like thank God, thank whatever. Like I've never been in this position to this extent. We've all we're ladies, so we've all been in positions where right. we're like, I'm not sure about this. Um, and I'm sure a lot of gents do, not to say that sexual assault only happens to one gender. Of course not. But it made me feel so... It made me afraid. It made my heart pace. And again, I, I trigger fucking warning. Yeah, like, if you were going to be sensitive at all, do not watch this. Do, do not. not. Don't watch it. Um, he he is like, I'm going to unbuckle my belt now. I'm going to... To unzip my pants. I'm going to unzip my pants. How did this feel, Willard? to you while you were watching it. So the thing that was really, really hard for me is watching Trisha's face because even if it's not real, like to be just like humiliated and like forced to do that by your boss, your actual boss in front of so many people. I want to get into that because to me, it it already felt like a really intense Mm -hmm. thing. But then to remember that they are in an arena or a stadium or wherever, and they are surrounded by thousands of people while this is happening. And not only that, but, like, you scroll through the comments and, like, so many people were like, oh, Trish gave me so many boner. And yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. So that literally, because, like I said, I'm not, I'm fairly new to wrestling, so I didn't watch Attitude Era. I didn't watch, you mm. know, all of this mm. hi- history. To be like, oh, that is what people remember her is that she was this home wrecking lady who gave boners to, to teen boy or or grown men, you know, even though so much of her legacy and now of course, when they talk about her and Leah and her and all of these things. But also I think it's very important to note that the Vince McMahon kiss my ass club does not happen until 
every one of his actual legitimate competitors, their companies had shut down and they were now working for WWE. And right. I think that that is a very important thing to mm-hmm. note. But the way that they framed it with the men was not because with the men, it was comedy. It was Rikishi. It wasn't great, no. but that's it was more in a Rikishi style. Right. This was definitely framed as a full-on sexual, sexual assault. He went yeah. around her back and, like, the way he was circling her was so awful. And then, like, he he took her hair and yeah, smelled he her hair. Yeah, he kissed her neck Oh, I remember the way your hair smelled. smelled. I remember yeah, how it felt. The sensitivities of your neck. Like, yeah. Bull, yeah. Bull. And even right. what happens next is, like, still, you, he's still teaching still a heart, terrible right. lesson. Right. So let's get there. So then, yes, The Rock comes in and then saves her. Took him a minute. Yeah. That was the other thing that was really uncomfortable to me is, like, to get the point across for that... It didn't need to be as long as it was. And I will say that when it comes to portraying something as uncomfortable on that as screen, on screen, making it long and drawn out and uncomfortable is part of it. WWE has never earned that. No. They have never earned that. Not even a once. Yeah. So after The Rock (sighs) has saved her, Trish went to go thank The Rock. And then he gave her his version of your welcome over 15 years before Moana. Here's a clip. If that's your way of thanking The Rock, then let The Rock give you his way of saying, you're welcome. Rock is going to grab your hand. Brush your hair back. Pull you in close. Oh. No thank you. Nope. No thank you. No thank you. I'm good. Nope. Look deep into your eyes. No, I'm real good. <laughs> like, oh, well, I'd love to maybe get a cup of coffee and discuss this at another time, Dwayne. I just almost got sexually assaulted in a ring in front of thousands of people. Oh, and also... Maybe we can take a rain check on the tonsil hockey. <laughs> uh, like, not even. It was the most awkward, <laughs> tight <laughs> mouth, tight, closed mouth, like, lip-to-lip kiss. their face together. Just softly, just like... <laughs> Pressed, closed mm. mouths. So together. he's narrating it. By the way, in the same way as that the ben. almost the assault just thing. happened, and doesn't then, ask her if she wants it. He doesn't. She gave well, him a peck on the cheek, and then I've kissed like, people on the cheek. That's yeah. a sweet thing. And that's not. Like, that's no. what kids do to their grandmas. I'm gonna stroke your hair. Oh wait, like Vince just did. I'm gonna take your hand. Wait, like Vince just did. Like. Fuck the you, answer, fuck this. the answer to saving someone from a sexual assault is never to just fucking make out with them. And also, I am sorry. Aside from, and it's hard to put this aside because mm. it is really important. The Rock, to me, is just not a sexual being. No. Yeah, not. Like, that kiss is not sexy because I love The Rock. I'm sure in his real life he's sexy. But to me, him kissing chicks is like Cena kissing chicks. It's fucking yeah. weird. Why is my <laughs> uncle making out with people? Your job is to rock bottom. I moved your hand. I moved your hand. Let me like, fix it again. It reminded me of this really, really terrible date I had one time. <laughs> I won't name names. Andrew. Um, but it was like, we just had a really it's awkward like, evening when it was like just not going anywhere. And then I was waiting. for. I was trying to pull down a text. I held out a text. And he like went for the move, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's see where this is going." And he did the hair stroke and the face caress, but you know, and it's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and it was the exact same kiss. It was the closed mouth mashing, mm-hmm. and then he did like he put my hair back and was like, "Oh, it, it looked it, it looked nicer." I messed I it like, up. I'm sorry. He was like, "Yeah, you apologize for messing up my hair with the with the bad kiss," and then I was like, "This has been great." Bye. 
and it felt like that. It was just like, this is not good. Well, also, it was just like such a, it was such a bad kiss. And then he like turns to the camera and raises his eyebrow, and you're like, "Are you really yeah, doing that?" I went back into the locker room and was like, "Hey boys, I laid one on her and she loved it." Hey boys, um, I had a dry mouth, fish lip kiss <laughs> on Trish Stratus, and then I moved her hair back. I never hey boys, you gotta move the hair back. That's the smooth move. I Maybe that's the why hottest chick on the roster, and it looked really fucking weird. We're all really uh, uncomfortable. Now I'm worried that that guy used to watch wrestling and he loved. His moves from The Rock and that one. That would episode. be amazing. It would make so much sense. <laughs> All right, so now's the time where, because thank God this one was hard. Now's the time where we take these segments from the past and we recast them with nudes and with uh, <laughs> we invert the genders. Um, so, does anyone have any ideas about how we would invert this horrible, terrible, and also? I encourage you to not make this sexually assaulting <laughs> um, because it's fucking weird and unnecessary yeah. for our PG-13 entertainment. Right. And unearned. Because that's the thing is like in all the other situations of the Kiss My Ass Club, it was like, like you said, not great, but like more jokey. And it's like, why couldn't it have also just been like, Hey, you gotta kiss my ass. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't need to be like, intensely sexual. Yeah, it didn't need to be. Why did it have to feel so like so awful? I was gripping my stun gun while it yeah. was happening. So my idea of this was you recast it at Survivor Series. Oh, and you do it with Stephanie and Seth because they have also, as not in the same way, but Vince kept being like, "We have a special relationship. We have a special relationship." Right. And so Stephanie could just be like, "Yo, we have a special relationship." Again, not creepy. And also, in this case, I would not have it be Stephanie's ass because that is still sexualized for dudes. Do you know what the thought would be? Is like kiss like the bottom of my foot yeah. or something yes. that's like more like it's gonna be lick my shoes. Yeah. yeah. And so after that happens, and this is why it would have to be at Survivor Series, because then the man comes in <laughs> to rescue some man who calls himself the man, but whatever. Then you have the man come in. Sh- Becky beats the brakes off of Stephanie, tells Stephanie to kiss her lass, and then puts her in an arm bar. Aww. And Stephanie I- knows how to go in an arm bar, so that's already a win. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I know. Because you had storyline. I was just like, I just want to see Oscar point her butt and then like bounce well, up no, and down. Well, no, she can and, do like, the, the hip thing. Because hip- she's so great when she does that. But, yeah. but yours has like actual storyline and stakes. Whereas <laughs> mine is just, I like colorful outfits yeah. and bums. Right. And then at the end, um, if Seth goes in for the hug, because he would, he would go in for the like, thank you so much for saving me hug. Um... Then he just gets suplexed by yeah, the man. He gets an armbar too. Armbars for everyone. Armbars for everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ugh. If you got any thoughts about the sexist past of wrestling, again, oh, we I know you do. We know you do. Again, I'm sorry. That was I. I that it was, was very rough. Uh, yeah. rough. Um, but it we, we have to acknowledge the past before we can uh, um go into the future. Let us know about them at Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we've got some things from the world of wrestling you should know about that are good. And great and amazing and not scary and creepy and fucking unsettling and PTSD inducing. That's coming up next on Tights and Fights. How does this sound? A weekend on a beautiful mountaintop in California. You wake up, eat a tasty meal with some new friends, some old friends, maybe the host of your favorite podcasts. After that, it's a couple of inspiring classes, spectacular podcast tapings, a hilarious stand-up showcase, a dance party, and more. And s'mores! 
All of this can be yours at Max FunCon, returning to Lake Arrowhead next June. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 23rd. Put that on your calendar because Max FunCon tickets always sell out. Get a head start planning your next summer vacation and go to maxfuncon.com to learn more. Back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelp and Katie Willard. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Katie. Okay, well now I know that you didn't. I you didn't write it. Willard, you're up first. What do you want to put over? Uh, I would like to put over uh, Becky Lynch's tweet to Ronda Rousey today at 12. This is November 14th, 12:06 p.m. Ronnie, TLDR, when I got my face broke, I got up, owned you, then showed up the next day looking to fight some more. When you got your face broke, you hid for a year under your blankie. Your mind is as weak as your jaw, and I'm going to move heaven and earth to come destroy them both. I love her. I love her. I mean, yeah, the fact that she... I think we, we were kind of talking about this before. Like, I don't think... I think she went rogue. I don't think she ran that by anybody, but it's like... Why not use the heat? Why not use every single thing you can to get oh like to get yourself even farther over and like to bring up that and I just love the poetry of it. I will move heaven and earth to destroy. Oh, it's so you smart. Both. And even the TLDR, like she's totally leaning into the millennial thing. Yeah. Like I know my memes. <laughs> like I know my internet terminology <laughs> because I'm two days. And then just... Yeah, it was amazing. Becky has been so good on social media. She's yeah, the incredible. whole her and Seth, that back and forth thing is just great. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to put over? I, there were so many things this week, but the the main thing that has just made me happier than a happy thing. We've already talked about the happiest thing in the whole wide world, which is not Disneyland anymore. It's Becky Lynch. Yes. Um, is Daniel Bryan's turn at the end of SmackDown. SmackDown? SmackDown. I <laughs> um, loved it. Um, I <laughs> loved it so much. Daniel Bryan came back as the prodigal son returns. Everyone loves him. He is the baby face of all baby faces. We want him to be our champion. We want him to kick Miz's ass. We just want him to come back and be the greatest joy of our whole wrestling lives. Mm. And he took that. We were so excited. We were like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And he hit him in the balls. <laughs> you gotta love it. Oh, wait a minute. Daniel Bryan with a low blow. What the, what the hell was that about? What's Bryan thinking? He was the so official happy didn't too. see it. Hey. The official been knocked down. The official didn't see the low blow by Daniel. Bryan's got a crazed look in his eyes right now. And he didn't just hit AJ in the balls, he hit all of us in the balls, in the balls of our heart. The reason why I waited to talk about this until we did this is because the cynical part of me is like, oh, you're trying to recreate Becky with a dude. See, that's what I thought at first, but then, like, it's, I think it's so subtly different. And yeah, this harks back to the Daniel Bryan heel turn the last time when he won, when he cashed in his money in the bank, when he turned yep. on Big Show. It's like they've been buddies, they've been friends. And then he's like, bash you in the head, I'm going to take my belt now. That seems really easy to turn on Big Show. Sometimes I mean, you can is, just keep going the same direction. Who knows like, which way he's facing? But it's like, <laughs> I love cowardly, skanky heel Daniel Bryan. He's a weasel, and mm. that's my favorite heel. It's a clever weasel. I am very, very excited. Very excited. So I am putting over the trailer for Fighting With My Family came out 
um, on Wednesday, which I've been excited for forever. I did not realize it was Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer. So yeah, it's great. Watch the whole trailer. Um, Florence Pugh sounds so eerily like Paige at points yeah. during that trailer. It's crazy. There's a lot of The Rock because they know what we want. Nick Frost, a very weirdly yes. jacked Nick Frost. I, I think from the because he was just in like a show where he had to be kind of buff. It's just too weird. I can't. I can't. I think it's going to be a genuinely good movie that people will like, and I'm interested to see what that means for wrestling right for a more mm-hmm. if a more mainstream audience is like oh this is interesting what's this whole thing we've been ignoring and yeah. saying is garbage for so long and what's great is that that trailer gives me an excuse to write about wrestling professionally for a bit because yeah. all of the movie sites and it's out, are what, probably going to ask me to write about it two Yay. three weeks before mania it comes yeah. out in march yeah. right so right before mania which leads me to think even it's even more likely that we get a women's main event at mania <gasps> oh i hope so All right, so that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Katie Willert and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Yo, what do y'all got to have to to put over? Uh, Plug yourselves. Kelk, go. Uh, I have a book. Please buy my book. It's called One in a Million. It's out in bookshops and other places that sell books. Didn't you just announce that you're working on a new book? Yes, I'm writing a new one, too. But that's why. Please buy the existing one so I can eat while I write the other one. She does. She does have to eat while she writes. <laughs> like a bunch, actually. Like a ton. <laughs> Willard, what do you got to plug? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at K-A-W-I-L-L-E-R-T. Perfect. Y'all know that I am on the Patreon. I know, you guys. It happened. It happened. The Marine 6 is out. We have a date where we're all going to watch it and do the live chat. And that is going to be... On my Patreon for for my patrons, um, I think it's like the three bucks and up tier. We are going to do the live Discord chat of Marine Six. You will have to buy it. It's not streaming like my other ones are. I'm sorry, but this is too important. I know how much <laughs> the culture needs this at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, um, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it again on Saturday. Me, Hal, Lindsay. Julian will be at NXT TakeOver at Staples Center. We are going to meet up around 2-ish at Yard House. Come hang out with us if you want to hang out. If not, it's fine. We'll be eating burgers and chilling and drinking (laughs) beer by ourselves. But we're going to try to find a place that's kind of like open in case one or two of y'all want to come out and say hi or however many. Um, Come do so. Our producer is Saint Scorpio Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash groups slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, please remember to hit us with them five stars in Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the Max Fun members who make this show possible, and we will We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.